It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insight, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. Welcome to another episode of the Franchise Academy. My name is Tom Scarda, and I am the host. And I am also a franchise consultant by day. And I match people with franchise opportunities based on skills and personality and goals, kind of like the eHarmony of business is what I like to call it. And I have a great friend with me and a franchise veteran of 35 years working with me. Uh, Steve White is here today from Pure Clean. Steve, so this is just amazing. Steve has been around for 35 years. What I find most interesting is that he was also a captain in the army, which gives him a leadership position just to begin with. But he has walked into Pure Clean and has just changed it for the better for the franchisees. And that's what Steve does is he fixes things. He worked with um, Allegra Network, which is a sign and printing uh, network out of, um, I want to say Michigan, if I'm, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Michigan. That's right. All right, cool. Um, and of course, most people that live in Michigan that are in franchising came through Domino's somehow, some way <laughs> along their life. <laughs> so, the Domino's mafia. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the Michigan mafia we call Domino's. <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, so glad to have you on, Steve. This is so, so great. Hey, thanks for having me, Tom. Yeah, this is so cool. Um, so I thought, you know, at one point you were kind of getting ready to retire and then I saw that you went over to be the president of Pure Clean, and, and it's a company I've known for 20 years. Actually, one thing I, I, I bet you don't know is my very first placement as a franchise consultant in 2005 was with Pure Clean. A, wow. A yeah, a gentleman up in Washington State, um, Vancouver, Washington. Um, that was my very first place with Pure Clean. Wow. I did <laughs> not know that. <laughs> yeah, fun stuff. So how did you end up at Pure Clean after like Allegra and all that Michigan stuff? You know, I thought I was done. I got to be honest with you. I thought I thought I was done. I had a great ride. And uh, I had been out for a while, for some months. And then one day out of the clear blue sky, my phone rang. And it was the now former shareholders of Pure Clean asking if they could talk to me about being the new leader for their organization. Their old leader had left and, you know, I really wasn't much interested. I really didn't know very well what Pure Clean even did at the time. I hadn't worked anywhere near this space before. So I, I was semi-reluctant, but at the end of the day, I guess I'm just exceedingly bad at saying no to friends who ask for help. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's a fault. It's a fault, but a good fault, I guess. I guess. Yeah. So um, what, what does Pure Clean do for, for people that are listening that don't know about your industry, which I love, which I love as an industry? It's an amazing industry. I didn't know very much about it when I came here. Now I know all about it. We take care of water, fire, mold damage that happens around people every single day, right? Water's constantly escaping its confines. Somebody's got to clean it up. If it doesn't get cleaned up, it turns into mold. Do you still need us at that point? Or if you have a fire, you know, some, somebody has got to come and take it before 
people can live there again or work there again. Somebody like Pure Clean's got to come and clean it up. And that's what we do every single day. It, it comes with an amazing sense of mission just because of what you do every day. Yeah. yeah you're the hero in the middle of a, a catastrophe where, you know, like as an example, I'll just share if so people understand what we're talking about here is uh, a couple of years, uh, God, 20 years ago, I guess it was, um, I was working a regular job. I was a subway conductor in New York City. My wife was a New York City police officer and we were working. It was Columbus Day, which is a quasi holiday in New York. We had to work. The schools were off. My kids were small. My mom came to watch the kids for the day. She thought that she would uh, do us a favor and she threw a load of laundry in and she took the kids out for lunch. She came home, whatever it was, an hour, hour and a half later, and there was two feet of water in the basement. Ah, uh, yeah. There you go. So you know what I'm talking about. So the washing machine hose yeah. broke and just pumped water into the basement the whole time she was gone. And then they had to come and, and rip out the basement and, and do mold remediation and the whole nine yards. And, you know, that's a great example, Tom, because so many people at first glance think that we're tied to storms, hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, those kind of events. We're really not. The kind of experience you had is really what we do as everyday events. I mean, when a, when a big weather event happens, we try and spring some capacity to it whenever we can to help out. But that's not the bread and butter of our business. The main part of our business every day are, are those kind of things. I joke with people, you know, somebody throws a load of laundry in the washing machine on their way out the door to the office. And that thing gets jiggled just enough that that drain tubes just hanging over, mm-hmm. hanging over that drain. Right. And that thing jiggles a, a loose a little bit. And now it's pumping water all through the house instead of down the drain. And those wood floors are curling. And and I joke, come to my house and look at that that drain tube on the back of the washer. There's multiple zip ties on the one of my house. <laughs> it's not coming out of there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and it's so interesting. And so. That's the point I like to make. It's, it's really two points. One is that it is not the storms. The storms are kind of icing on the cake, if you will. But, you know, for the owners, uh, the franchise owners, but it's it's going in the house and, and being kind of the, the knight in shining armor to help the family and yeah. things like that. And I know you guys have a whole program about how you talk to the family members and the children and all that stuff. Uh, and it's awesome. The other part of it, in my opinion, is if you're looking for a business, this is something that people don't think about. Like every week, someone asks me, what's the hottest franchise out there? And they think I'm going to say like, you know, Chick-fil-A or something like that. The hottest franchise out there is sucking water out of people's basements. Why? Crazy. Because it's recession resistant. It's Amazon resistant. It's pandemic resistant. I mean, it's, you know, it's not clean work. I mean, I, I get it, but what I've found over the years and, and through my, my mentor, Jeff Elgin, who, you know, at Franchise, the, un, the more unsexy, the business, the more money it makes. And this is very unsexy. <laughs> <laughs> this is unsexy. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like that every single day. And you're right. It was, we didn't miss a beat during the pandemic. I mean, we, all of our budgets and goals for 2020 were set before any of us heard the word COVID for the first time. And we didn't adjust anything. By the end of the year, we had exceeded every line of the budget from top line revenue to bottom line profit. We had exceeded all our goals. And our we 
we didn't know what would happen to us, but we we're our business has never abated. The joke during the lockdown when we were, we were actually in quarantine last spring, the joke was, yeah, we're we're seeing less flood events because people are home all the time, but we're seeing a lot less or a lot more kitchen fires. Because you have people who haven't cooked in years, all of a sudden cooking at home, making a mess of it. But but the real thing was that that we never it just didn't. People just live, and life happens. These events happen along the way, and they kept happening. And yeah, but you know, we had to. There was nothing new for us when the rest of America was learning about what PPE was. Our franchises work in it from the day they came into this business. They've been trained about PPE or, you know, our our big radical move is we went into our, because we were hiring a lot of temporary labor, right? And you put on PPE, it's cool. Everything's easy because everything's clean. At the end of the day, when you go to take off outside, not so clean. Right. So how you take it off makes all the difference. So we go into our online training academy and we shoot a five minute video on the proper donning and doffing of PPE. And now any temporary laborer can look it on a mobile device and feel safe to go in and, and help. And, you know, that's how franchisees and franchisors should work together. Yeah. Yeah. It's brilliant. Really, really good. And, and you guys have an above average training center down there in Fort Lauderdale, right? Um, Pretty cool. you, have, you have that flood house, right? I mean, I remember being down yeah. there years ago when it first got built. It's, it's just, you know, there are, there are other companies that have flood houses for training. I don't know anybody else who built one inside of a building, yeah. but ours is completely inside. We have total control of the environment. It's been, uh, it's been flooded something like 115 times now since it was built. That's great. It's had uh, close to a half of, but it's had close to a half a million gallons of water dumped through it. <laughs> All in the name of training. We've even trained some firefighters along the way for the local community. Yeah, that's right. I, I do remember that too. Um, really, really great stuff. So you guys are um, expanding exponentially. I mean, the company is, what, 20, 25 years old at this point? Right. The Pure Clean brand is 20 years old right now. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. So the um, what kind of people are you looking for? Are you looking for people that you know, know how to, you know, do mold. I mean, what, who's the perfect candidate? You know, we're, you know, the most important thing and the thing you can't train Tom in our business is good character, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're working in trusted spaces every day. We're working either in somebody's home or their office. And that's a pretty sensitive thing to all of us. And so you need people you can trust and depend on to do that in a way uh, that, you know, high customer service, high character. And uh, we serve at the end of the day, we mainly serve insurance companies and insurance companies aren't going to let bad people in their policy holders, homes or offices. And so, you know, the, do they know the, do they need to know the industry? Not at all. Now we have more people in the industry than ever wanting to become a part of PuroClean because they see the role that we're on. And that we're very flattered by that, but it's not necessary. You know, if I get a great person, we'll find them the money and we'll get them the training and they'll be successful. If they got good character and a good work ethic, it's amazing what you can do in this business. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I love that. So, um, yeah. So the skill set doesn't matter as long as you're willing to 
follow the plan, right? You guys have the plan. That's what you're yeah. buying. That's what your franchise fees exactly. paying for. So follow the system, as they say. <laughs> so are there any, um, what, what can I say, misnomers about the um, restoration business that you would like to kind of talk about or, or any myths to bust about that? I think a lot of people lump it in the category of home services. Mm-hmm. And, and while we do a lot of work in people's homes, we're not a traditional home services business. We're not paid by homeowners. We're paid by insurance companies. Right. And so we do kinds of customers in this business, insurance people and commercial property management people. That's who we call on every day. Now, if, if the random property owner reaches out through our website, which is pretty darn good website or something like that, we absolutely will will take those calls. But still at the end of the day, it's probably their insurance company. That's that the, the, the payment gets transferred to. Um, So they, they make it for us and we have to work really hard to build relationships with those guys, both nationally and, and locally. I mean, the good thing about it is, it's the first time in my franchise career I've had the opportunity to build national accounts for franchisees and I love it. I'm having a blast doing it. There were no national accounts when I walked in the door Mm. and we but it was clear the franchise owners wanted that. So we went to work on it, but you, you know, you don't, you just don't go knocking on the headquarters of some giant insurance carrier and say, hey, I'm Steve White from PureClean. I'm here to sign up to be your next national contractor. It doesn't work like that. It's a, it can take years to get into these guys. And so at this point, we serve three of the top five residential property insurers in America oh, wow. on a national account basis. Congratulations. It's, That's awesome. Thanks. It's really poured a lot of work, but, but then it's all relationship building, right? Because it's, so it's not traditional marketing. People think we get paid by homeowners. We don't, we get paid by insurance people, commercial property management people. It's all about relationships because those people, you're going to work with them again and again and again in your local community. And even with the national accounts, the national accounts only control water in our business. Mm-hmm. All the other aspects of what we do are left up to the local insurance agents and adjusters. So, you know, we work on the relationships nationally and regionally. It's important for our franchise owners to work on relationships locally. And then it's a great combination when we're all working in concert with each other. The other, I think, big misnomer is that, you know, franchisees are in people's basements pumping class three water out of there every day. That's not what we want in our franchise. We want, you know, our philosophy is to the franchise owner is you build the team and let the team build the business. You know, we want you running the business. We want you building relationships in the local marketplace. We don't want you on the business end of a, of a hose. Right. You know, right. right. No need to be flipping burgers uh, to use a McDonald's analogy. Um, and, and like they say, you could be a vegetarian and own a McDonald's, just like you could be an accountant and own a pure clean. <laughs> right. Very true. It's, it's really amazing. Um, so you, you spent some time in the service and, and so thank you for your service uh, with the army. It's and, my honor. Uh, yeah. And I was, and allows us to do this, right. So this is amazing. Uh, yeah. So I appreciate that. Are you, are you involved with VetFran with the International Franchise Association by any chance? I am. I'm currently the chair of VetFran. Uh-huh. 
I figured so there was something like that I saw somewhere on the yeah. internet, right? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my passion project, right? There's lots of things we can get involved in in this franchise life. But VetFran, I love it because, because our military services have become pretty good at helping people who are becoming civilians uh, work on interviewing skills and resume skills. But those are skills to get a job. What they're not so good at is explaining to the military veteran how they can own their own business, go back to their hometown, yeah. you know, and, and do what they want to do and earn a business and employ other people and provide a valuable service. And that's what VetFran does. VetFran's part of the, you know, the nonprofit IFA foundation, and it's there to educate. And that's why it's my passion project is because franchising's changed my life. I would love to see a lot of other military veterans have the same opportunity. We just got to tell them that it's out there. That's it. And, and um, I don't know if you know it or not, but um, I give a free copy of my book, Franchise Savvy, to any veteran who just plainly asks for it. So um, we should talk online more about that and how I could get books into vets' hands that are knocking on the doors of, of franchising. Sure. Because I think it's um I think it's a great idea. It's the least I could do to, to give back. I, I was not in the service, and um, I just I feel a debt of gratitude. The least I could do is give a, a man or a woman a book that's coming back and and you know acclimating back to society. So that's very generous of you. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate uh, the IFA and 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 uh, Vet Fran and everything they're doing. Really good stuff. So I appreciate that. The um. So do you want to talk more about how people can find out more about VetFriend real quickly before I change topics? <laughs> sure. VetFriend.org is a great website. It's got record traffic. I just had a VetFriend committee meeting a few hours ago, a monthly meeting, and uh, we got a report on our web metrics and we have record amounts of military veterans learning about what franchising is. And then if uh, all the, Companies who become members of VetFran are listed in the directory. There's a star directory. You know, you have the five-star franchises down to the one-star franchises. And people can directly click through and check out those franchise opportunities through VetFran. That's great. I think the biggest message that you could get out to um, service members is that you don't need a million dollars. You know, everybody's like, oh, I, I can't afford a McDonald's. I'm like... Yeah, you know, but pure clean is much cheaper and you make more money than McDonald's, but we're not gonna we're not gonna talk numbers here, but uh it's an amazing opportunity. So uh again, I just appreciate what you guys are doing over there. And uh, if I could help in any way, please let me know as uh, you know, a member of the IFA myself. Um and, and I've been to meetings there um and just things fell apart with uh, with COVID and contacting people. Yeah. Um so, that, so tell me more about Pure Clean. Where, where are you guys looking to expand? If you had some cities in mind right off the top of your head where you want to put some, some new franchisees. Yeah. So we finally got pretty good coverage in major metro markets. But I have, there's so many that we're still trying to, especially areas like Northern California. I, there were only a few Pure Clean dots on the map when I arrived here eight years ago. And I feel like we've put a ton of new ones into the Southern California area, but I was just looking at doing a territory check for somebody a couple of weeks ago. And I was astonished at still how much white space we have in LA. Yeah. 
Well, we have we have no pure clean in the state of New Mexico. How about that? We still have some places like that. So we have some a decent presence in the Boston area, but we serve a very large insurance company headquartered in Boston. And I could do three times as many franchises as I have there today and still have plenty of work for everybody to do. So um, really, really markets across the country. I, I don't have very many sold out markets anywhere. We have a tremendous capacity for growth still. Oh, that's awesome. All right. That's good news. Um, and not that we're done, but I just wanted to drop in the website for Pure Clean. How could people find out more about that? PureClean.com. We're right here. You can come find us there and, uh, and learn all about us and what we are, what we do are, I can say award-winning website. We launched a new website a few years ago, won an American business award for the best new website in America. And it won wow. the bronze medal internationally. Wow, and, then, and then two years later, last year, they came back and gave us another gold medal for just for the locator. So locator is really important to what we do because we're in emergency services, right? So it's not the advertising. People say, well, what do you guys advertise? I say, nobody sits on a couch at night with their spouse looking at the television, seeing an ad says, you know, we need to write down that number, that pure clean company, because when we have that kitchen fire next month, we're going to need them, right? No, we never think it's going to happen to us any more than we think we're going to get in a traffic accident when we roll out of our driveway in the morning. Right. but but stuff happens. So what we need is when something bad happens and somebody's standing in their driveway on a mobile device searching for help, we got to come up to the top of those organic search rank, uh, rankings. If we have a pure clean in the area, and then then we got to get them one click, get them to help. And so that was really important how we designed the website, and uh, we're grateful to have won some nice awards for it. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Absolutely. And, um, and that's the really weird thing about this particular business is, is that it's not like, Oh, let's stop by Pure Clean and see, you know, how their fries are. Today. <laughs> <You know? That's laughs> it's it's so crazy. interesting. It, you know, it's a needed, and that's the thing though, is that it's a needed service. So it doesn't matter, you know, who's in office. It doesn't matter what's going on with the economy. No, none of that matters. And, and the other thing is, is, the homeowner typically is not paying for it. So as long as they have home insurance, the insurance company pays for the damage and the repair. If um, you have a mortgage, you have property insurance. Well, that's exactly right. And there's not many people who don't have a mortgage. So, um, so that's important to understand how that concept works. And, and which means that pure clean in, in my, in my mind is really a B2B business. Even though you're serving yeah. a customer, you're getting paid by a business so on paper, it's like a B2B. That's right. Yeah. So that's, that's an interesting kind of thing. I know you, you guys there at Pure Clean talk a lot about servant leadership. Well, what does that mean to you, servant leadership? So both words are really important to me, right? And, and it's, about, it's the culture. It's the, it's the linchpin to our whole culture. And, you know, I learned when I first joined franchising, I started my first position in franchising was in the headquarters of Domino's pizza. So I, you know, I get up, I get up and one day it's my last day in the service. I take off my camouflage BDUs and, uh, and now I'm looking for an opportunity and less than 30 days later, I had two job opportunities. One was 
the University of Michigan Hospital in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And the other was the headquarters of Domino's Pizza. And I think you can guess which one I took. <laughs> and uh, so I took off the uh, the camouflage that I put on the red, white, and blue of Domino's Pizza. Yeah. And and that's where that current and everything I know about culture, I really like to attribute back to them. It was when the founder, Tom Monahan, was running the company. And, you know, servant leadership is, is both those words are important, servant and leadership, right? We see ourselves here as serving our franchise owners, not the other way around. We are, we respect the each one as an individually owned and operated business. People talk about independent businesses versus franchises businesses. I think it's a misnomer. I think every every franchise business in the world is an independently owned and operated business. Yeah. They're affiliated with my brand through the franchise and licensing agreement, right? But we respect them as individual business owners. And we see ourselves here to serve them, to help them be successful. We believe that if you want to become a successful franchisor, first make successful franchisees. Wow. You want to become a large successful franchisor, make a lot of successful franchisees. I think sometimes people get it wrong. I think they put their self-interest ahead and then they're not all of a sudden taking care of what's best for the franchisees. And all the revenue comes from that side. It's from the royalty stream. And if you don't build a strong business, you don't build a strong royalty stream, you're not going to be very long around very long as a franchisor. Yeah. But the other thing is that, you know, the leadership part is important because that's why people become part of a franchise because we offer the leadership in business success, in the systems, in the financial management of it, in the operations of it. We lead, we have an imperative to lead our franchise franchises. So our style of leadership is servant leadership, or as we like to say, we lead boldly, but with the heart of the servant. Yeah. And that's, that's really the most important part of our culture. And, you know, then also we, we believe in extreme ownership, which really just means accountability, right? Um, we're accountable every single day. Or we want to be known to our franchises as our word is our bond. If those guys, those pure clean guys, those pure systems guys is the name of our parent corporation tell you they're going to do something, you can take it to the bank because it's everybody wants to get to, it's been popular for a decade or so to talk about active collaboration and franchising and everybody wants to get there, right? It's like franchise nirvana. But I think what, what too many people don't realize is, is no franchisee is really going to lay it down and actively collaborate with their franchisor until they first know that you're a servant leader that puts their, their welfare ahead of your own. And second, are somebody that can be depended on to do the things you say you can do. I think then and only then are they willing to truly actively collaborate with you. And, and those are really like the three tenets of our culture. And it just, it just really works for us. We last month we did live convention and it was awesome hundreds of people live convention right here it's the first time we've had it in south florida in eight years mm -hmm. and and uh and our theme was one team all in and uh, that's what it takes so all of us working together to to make it happen right teamwork makes the dream work we're we're trying to make a lot of dreams work because to me that's what franchising is it changes fulfills people's dreams it changes people's lives it certainly changed mine, and I'm grateful for it. That's awesome. That's great stuff. Yeah, my a buddy of mine uh, spoke at your convention, uh, David um, Greenberg. So, 
uh, interesting stuff. Scott um, Greenberg. Uh, Scott, I'm sorry, David. Scott. Yes. Right. Yeah, he did yeah. a great job. He had to follow me. Tough act to follow, but you know. <laughs> no, he was great. He was an awesome, very good speaker. Yeah, we had him on the podcast here too. He has a great history, great background. Um, so that's cool. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to see that happened. Um, what what advice would you have for somebody that's thinking about buying a franchise right now? It's you know, it's kind of like past post pandemic and you know, a lot of people are calling me and saying that they tasted freedom and they don't want to go back to a nine to five and the cubicle and the commute and all that nonsense. What advice would you have for somebody who's thinking that they want to transition? Yeah, I would say um, what do we hear a lot in franchising is uh, somebody has a hamburger they like, so they want to own that business. They have an ice cream they like, so they want to own that business. I think what you ought to do if you're looking is find a culture you like. Mm. And don't worry so much about what the business does. Find a culture that you like, something that you're really going to be eager to be a part of. You know, I've been doing this franchise thing for a long time. And and Monday morning, I cannot wait to get behind this desk. I can't wait to get it. I'm even happier when I'm in the field with franchises. But find a culture that you like. And then second, look, master the system before you try to improve the system, <laughs> right? Well, you hear people in franchise, they talk about follow the system, follow the system. Why are they saying that? Because they have people that don't follow the system. Yeah. <laughs> they come in, they get trained, and then all of a sudden they want to discover some new way to do things. Well, hey, look, we are innovating every single day. But the, the people who are good at innovating here the best are the ones that first mastered it. It's like playing an instrument. You're not, you're not going to become a virtuoso right off the bat. You got to first master the basics of that instrument. And then once you master it, then you can start riffing and doing some cool stuff and, and coming up with, with some improvements and some, you know, some of those kind of things. And, and we're hundred percent open to it. We're always working with our franchise owners. We never rest. We think every single day, this convention, every time I do a convention, we lay it out there. We save nothing for the next one. We put it all out there, right? And my people say, how are we ever going to improve on this? I'll tell you, on the last day of our convention, I was mid-afternoon. I was sitting in the hall listening to speakers. But what I was really doing was making notes about how to improve next year's. And I was in my second page of notes before that day ended. <laughs> so there's we're always innovating, right? Yeah. But first master the system. And then before you start innovating, you're trying to improve it, change it, any of those kind of things. And then last I'd say, never forget the value of hard work, mm. work hard. Hard work is just rewarding in and of itself, but you're working hard. And I'm not talking about physical labor. I'm talking really applying yourself. You know, the most, of, most important hard work a pure clean franchise owner can do is, is relationship building. Yeah. Right. The most impressive people are those people where they may not lift a shovel, they may not lift a hose on a job, where they go in there and make contact with that property owner and they got a heart for them. You know, the first first job I ever went on with a pure clean franchise owner, I'd only been here for, for a week or two and I asked to go into the field and I was with a franchise owner just outside of Washington, DC. And he, he got to, he took me to a job site, checked on his crew really quick, and then he went and found the, the homeowner and in this this place in this case 
to his condo. And the lady was really distressed because everything was, you know, they pulled everything from the walls. They were trying to dry everything down. And so uh, all the furniture had to be pulled away from the walls. The carpets had to come up. And her big stress points were, when my kids come home from school, where where are they going to do their homework? Well, how do I make them dinner? And I watched that franchise owner make a plan with her. If my crews did this here and that there, could you then get in here and do? And I watched all the stress drain out of her face. And I thought, I'm going to like this business. This makes people's lives better when something bad happened to them. And so I, I think that's the hard work I'm talking about. Do that hard work, follow up with the insurance people. You know, that's the hard work, but hard work has its own reward. So I think if you're working in a culture you like, and you're really working at mastering that system and you work hard and apply yourself, it's amazing what you can do. And, and I know our systems are strong. We have a president circle, right? It's a top 10% of pure claims. And it's not just in size. There's a whole bunch of scoring criteria, but it's the top 10% of all our pure claims. Okay. My last two rookies of the year became president circle in their second year in the company. Wow. Rookie first year, president circle second year. What does that say? They're, they're people who followed the system. And they work really hard and they built really good relationships. And now they're sitting on top of the world, owning a great business, making a lot of money that's changing their family's life. Yeah. Amazing stuff. And that's, it's just going the extra mile. That's, you know, it sort of all comes down to, um, I joke that there's never a traffic jam on the extra mile. That's right. It's very lonely, (laughs) very lonely on the extra mile. So true. And that, and if you could stand out like that, that, and that's how you beat your competition, not by fancy bells and whistles, but by that, you know, that personal yep. connection thing. So we walk around here talking about relentless customer service, mm-hmm. that 99% completion equals zero. It's a hundred percent or nothing. You go all the way, but you don't go at all. And I'll trust me, these huge insurance companies measure us ruthlessly at customer service. They measure us on everything. Mm-hmm. Well, they're super concerned about customer service, right? Because that insurance premium that you and I pay every month, that's like an annuity to them. Right. And if and if they have a bad experience when they have a loss, they may jump and go to a different insurance company. They don't want that to happen. So it's really important how well we handle it. Not that we just that we do the, the job right, but how we handle those people, how, how, what kind of care and compassion we bring to the job site every day, what kind of professionalism we bring. And, and, you know, I think it's, I think it's in vogue for everybody in business in North America to say customer services are number one, it's job one, it's whatever, it's our most important priority. But, and we say it too, but we got the scores, the customer service scores at the big insurance, biggest insurance carriers in America to prove that we're really serious about this. So we're really relentless about it. And you have to be because the technology in my industry is not sophisticated. It's yeah. not incredibly expensive. You know, the barrier to entry is not very high, but the difference between doing it correctly and just doing it is enormous, enormous. One of our insurance carriers that we work with has a very sophisticated algorithm set up. If within your geographic area as a franchisee, if you are number one, if you're scoring number one, you get 40% of all the assignments. Wow. By the time you score number three or four, you're getting a dribble. 
And so the difference between one and two, between one and three is enormous. So we're working our tails off every day to be a number one. I love it. So that's Pure Clean and number one franchise in uh, restoration and mold remediation. So, Steve, I want to thank, thank you for your time. This has been just phenomenal. Such great pearls of wisdom. We could talk forever here, I know. I, I, and we'll talk it's more. Been, it's been good to catch up with you. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely. Know, I love what you're doing. I love that you're informing people that they're that they know what to look for and where to look before they make a decision about where they want to go. Yeah. Um, Cause I know as a franchisor, I want well-educated people. I want well-educated potential franchisees mm-hmm. because if they come in here with no questions, that means they have no reservations. If they have no reservations, then they're fully committed. The more fully committed they are, the better chance I have of making them successful really quickly. Right. So uh, to me, the kind of education you're doing on the front end, super important. Nope. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. And uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you want to find out more about Pure Clean, you could go to the franchiseacademy.com or go directly to pureclean.com and find out more about this uh, franchise, which flies under the radar. It's not sexy unless you spell sexy M-O-N-E-Y is what Elgin says. But, um, it's a good business and great leadership. Great. You know, one thing I just wanted to end on is um, to, to your point, uh, culture is important. Like they say, when you're getting married, you're not marrying just a person, you're marrying the whole family. And yeah. it's the same thing in franchising. When you buy a franchise, you're not just buying that business, but it's the whole entire team and the franchisees. So it's got to be a great culture for you. Yeah. Ours are in our, feels like I encourage people talk to as many of my existing franchise owners as you can just randomly dial them. We don't steer them. We just say dial away. And because to me, I've been doing this thing a long time. This is the greatest community of franchise owners I've worked with so far. They have such a huge heart to serve and that not just in their community, but they're the same way when one franchise asks another franchise for help. That's it. That's the way it should be. That's it. It's unlike corporate America where people are like not helping you because they want your job. Uh, they might actually be sab- sabotaging you because they want your job in, in, yeah. in the franchise world, you're all building equity in the same brand. So when the tide rises, all the boats float and that's, um, that's franchising. That's why I love it so much. It's just changed my life so much. And so I just want to, you know, like you just help people understand it better. And if it's a great fit, great. If it's not, that's fine too. No yep. pressure, no stress. Exactly. So cool. Again, thank you for your time. And I will catch you at a franchise choice meeting or an IFA meeting, or maybe even a vet friend meeting soon. Well, thanks for having me, Tim. This is great. Thank you so much. Be safe. Right. This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, and inspiration.